Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at ComparedToWho.me, and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to the Compared to Who show. This is Heather Creekmore, and I'm so glad you're listening today. Hey, I want to first say thank you to all of you who listened through the 30 Days to Pray for Your Body Image series in September. We had an awesome response to that, and I am so glad that you were listening. And guess what? That content is there forever. So if you have a time coming up, maybe the holidays or New Year's, whenever, if you have a time where you're kind of starting to feel uh, about your body, guess what? Take 30 days and listen through that series again. It'll work any month of the year. So take the time and do that. It's there for you. And I want you to find body image freedom more than anything else. But today, and this is October, hopefully you caught Friday's episode where I talked to my friend Erin Carey about what 1500 calorie a day diets might really be doing to you. Ouch! That was a tough one to record because I know so many people that are trying to live on 1,500 calories a day or 1,200 calories a day or, or less even. And friends, it's time we knew the truth about what that really does to our bodies, but not just our bodies, also our brains. So if you didn't get to listen to that episode yet, I really hope you'll catch that one. But today, well, today I was going to do is seven minutes of scripture and then the scripture I was going to do is Psalm 139.14. And I started to think, yeah, it doesn't really fall neatly into the seven minutes of scripture series that we started last year. I think we're just going to talk about that verse, Psalm 139.14. Most of you know that verse as the fearfully and wonderfully made verse. And I'll be honest with you, friends, oh, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Every time someone in church has body image issues, what do we tell them? We say, just remember, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Just remember Psalm 139.14. God made you awesome. Remember how awesome you are. And then you can go out in the world believing that you're awesome because God made you. Uh, okay, there's truth there. We are awesomely made. God did an amazing job knitting us together in our mother's wombs, as the verse says. I mean, you guys just stop and think about that for a second. How absolutely unfathomable is it the way that babies are created inside their mamas? I mean, all the different systems, how it develops over nine months. I mean, 
how our bodies function is just incomprehensible to really get your mind around how that could be created. So, so it's true. We are wonderfully made. But here's the challenge when it comes to just slapping this Bible verse on our body image issues. What happens is we take the word of God, the inspired divine revelation of the Bible, and we try to make it about ourselves. Here's the thing, friends. Psalm 139.14 is not a self-esteem verse. And I think, I think that's why it's falling flat for so many women and girls in the church. So when I was researching my first book, it was crazy how many Christian bloggers and writers out there, whenever they approach the topic of body image, that was, this was the verse. And the encouragement was almost like, get a a cross-stitched version of this verse or get like a cute little plaque with this verse and put it in your daughter's room. And as long as you just keep telling your daughter she's fearfully and wonderfully made, she'll never have a problem with body image. Let me tell you, friends, I was raised in church. I knew I was fearfully and wonderfully made, and yet I struggled with body image starting in elementary school. It did not work for me. And the reason why? I think it's because... I was taught this verse and I heard this verse and I tried to process this verse as a self-esteem verse. So let me first read this Bible verse to you. It's straight from Psalm 139, 14. I'll read it to you from the New International Version. It goes like this. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now, when I used to go out and do a lot of speaking engagements before COVID locked us all down, I would do this little, I don't know, to call it a bit seems not quite right, but I would talk to the women about where the emphasis is when you read this verse. There, there, used, there was this quote, I think it's from the father of the bride, where you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable or something along those lines. And I think that's what's happened in our reading, interpretation, and understanding of this Bible verse. You see, This verse was written by King David, okay? David, we know from scripture, is a man after God's own heart. We know that David was a radical worshiper. David wrote worship songs. If you read the Psalms, you can see just the the depth of emotion behind David's worship of God, okay? That's the kind of worshiper David was. In fact, I like to say that if you put him into our modern day church context, David would have been the guy standing there, like waving both hands in the air, dancing during worship service, okay? He was not the guy with the understanding response, uh, maybe doing the the little, you know, the low hand raise or the little uh, secret clap along with the songs. No, no, no. David was not that kind of worshiper. He was all out there. In fact, um, earlier in scripture, we read that he embarrassed his wife because he was dancing in the streets, giving praise to God. And she was embarrassed. She thought he looked foolish. Okay. So this is the kind of worshiper that David was. So if you think about that kind of worshiper writing this passage, 
I just think that it wasn't about him. I don't think David meant this as a self-esteem booster for himself. I don't think David wrote this verse to remind him that he's good enough and he's smart enough and doggone it, people like him, like the Saturday Night Live sketch. Right? I don't think that's what he's trying to say here. So let me read it again. And here's the way that I think David meant this verse. He meant it like this. I praise you, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. But you see, I think what happens too often is we try to make this verse about ourselves, where it's like, I praise you, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. All the emphasis is on me. Ah, friends. Whenever all the emphasis is on me, it's always going to fall flat. So years and years ago, I wrote a blog post called Fearfully and Wonderfully Discontent because I thought that kind of perfectly captured where the Fearfully and Wonderfully verse in the way I had interpreted it did all of my life, where it left me. It left me discontent. I was still frustrated with my body. I was still unhappy with the way I looked. I was still looking for the next diet or the next fix to make my body better. And then I would be happier. At least that's what I believed. But I never reached that point. Some of you understand exactly what I'm saying. But here's the bottom line for today, friends. God's word is not a self-esteem manual. When we read the Bible with the intention of bringing glory to ourselves, it lacks transformational power because that's not why the Bible was written. It was written to bring glory to God. And friends, this is also why self-esteem falls flat. I've talked a lot about self-esteem in the past. I wrote all about um, a lot of data I found and researched about self-esteem. I wrote about that in Compared to Who. If you haven't read that, you might want to check it out. But friends, self-esteem is a crock. It is a joke. It has led us to higher rates of narcissism than ever before seen. And oh, guess what? We have more self-esteem than ever before. And yet we have so much more anxiety and depression and all kinds of mental health issues. Self-esteem has not taken us to a good place. And self-esteem is not the answer for our body image issues either. Just love yourself more. Love your body more. No, that's horrible advice, friends. Horrible advice if you want to be free. So I think about Romans one twenty five, which emphasizes an important point here. It talks about how we are the creation, not the creator, and how we get into trouble Every time we try to worship ourselves, I encourage you to read that passage in Romans 1. It's really an amazing passage. You know, it's funny. There's so many other places in culture where we don't get confused about this. Okay. So I was thinking about the concept of an art museum, right? Art museums have displays of all kinds of work from all kinds of artists, right? And we go through a museum and we can praise the artwork, right? Oh, I love that painting. Oh, that Renoir. Oh, the Impressionism. Oh, that's gorgeous. Like, I think these are great works of art. But how ridiculous would it be, like, say, for example, the Mona Lisa, to stand there just praising and worshiping the Mona Lisa without 
putting it in the proper context without giving regard to the artist, right? Like we look at the painting and the painting in and of itself, that's nice, but it didn't really do anything. It's not responsible for creating itself. It really didn't have anything to do with its own invention, right? It's the artist who is amazing. It's the artist who makes our jaw drop. How could they create something like that? Wow, that is impressive. I mean, or think about it in a different way. Think about your phone, right? Like no one's like, wow, I praise the almighty iPhone for just being so amazing. No, instead we're like, wow, Apple makes a good product or that's Steve Jobs. He was pretty bright to create the iPhone or I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's gotten us all in trouble. But that aside, right, we don't praise the creation. We praise the creator, And I think when we think about Psalm 139.14, that's really where we need our hearts to go. Not trying to praise ourselves with the verse, not trying to bring glory to the creation, but to remember the creator who had the ability, the wisdom, the foresight, the skill (laughs) to make us the creation And friends, when we can turn our attention, turn our eyes away from our thighs, like I like to say, and instead keep them on God and how amazing he is, that's where the real freedom, the body image freedom can be found. It's in the self-forgetfulness. Well, I thank you for listening today, and I hope this has been a good reminder for you to just turn your gaze up today. Friend, if you're struggling with your weight or your size or the COVID weight, if that's a thing for you, if you're struggling with the way your skin looks today or your hair looks today or all the things Perhaps you feel like you just can't get it all together and you're trying so hard. Friend, my encouragement for you today is to just let go. Remember to tilt that mirror up. You don't have to stare in that mirror long and hard until you make it happy. Tilt it up. Your job here on earth is simply to reflect Jesus. The pressure is off. Well, I hope you'll tune in all month long. I'm talking to dietitians this month, but not your typical dietitians. I'm talking to non-diet dietitians. And these are Christian women who have the skills and ability to help you if you are still struggling with food. Maybe you've got the body image thing to where you feel like you're making progress, but you're still not sure what to do about the food. That's what we're going to be talking about. On Fridays, I'll be doing interviews with three different non-diet dietitians. So catch those episodes. And then every Tuesday, I hope to come at you with a shorter episode like this or like the seven minutes of scripture series. So I hope you'll be listening. Tuesdays and Fridays is when new episodes will drop through the end of 
of this year. And oh, hey, I'm still doing coaching. And I would love to work with you if you need extra help. Go to comparedtohu.me slash coaching and set up a free 10 minute call so we can just talk about where you're at and you can see if you think it would be helpful. And thank you so much for praying for me. Those of you who prayed for me when I got COVID at the end of September, I'm doing so much better now. My voice is still a little not normal, but hopefully that'll resolve itself soon enough. Thanks again for listening. And I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.